This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining Watermark's podcast series, Women of the C-Suite, where we have the pleasure of hosting some of the most distinguished female executives anywhere about their journeys and the paths they took to get to the top. I'm Nicole Ward-Parr, and I join you with my co-host, the CEO of Watermark, Peggy Northrup. In this series, we draw out meaningful insights and candid perspectives that will help you to make your mark. Today, we'd like to welcome seasoned C-suite executive and current CFO for Zoom Video Communications, Kelly Steckelberg. Kelly has extensive leadership and finance experience, having held various roles as CEO, COO, and CFO at Zoosk. Additionally, Kelly joined Cisco through the WebEx acquisition, where she held controller and chief accounting officer roles, ultimately leading the consumer segment at WebEx as CFO. Kelly began her career in public accounting with KPMG in both tax and audit in 1991. Personally, Kelly loves to travel and has been to over 60 countries. Kelly, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm not sure which is more impressive, your professional background or the fact that you've been to 60 countries. That's incredible. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today. And Kelly, we're going to have to talk about how you managed to have a career like that and do all of that travel. I'm very jealous. But let me jump in with the first question. And one thing that I've noticed in knowing all of my all of these incredibly uh, accomplished women is that some of them start out with a very clear idea of where they wanted to go and some of them took more twists and turns what was your journey like yeah so early in my career i was really focused on just learning as much and having as many experiences as i could and so this included some of the things you just highlighted which is a rotation from audit to tax when i was in public accounting and also early on i made a big move i moved to amsterdam for three and a half years where i really had the opportunity to learn a lot and have a a broad experience while i was there and that's how i got to travel a lot as well and At some point then, I did set a goal of becoming a public company CFO, and even that took a a few starts and fits, had a few starts and fits. So I first tried to achieve that by going to where Bex, where I was hoping to succeed the CFO when he was going to retire. And then, you know, within 10 months, we were acquired by Cisco, and that itself uh, presented a lot of new opportunities for learning. And then I went to Zeusk, which was a startup that was planning to go public. And we did attempt to take that company public, but it, for many reasons, due to changes in the market, it just wasn't the right time. And yet a tremendous opportunity came out of that, which was that I got to be the CEO of that company for a little over two years, which was another amazing, amazing learning experience. And so here I am at Zoom and the third time's the charm where I had the, the great fortune of taking the company through its IPO process last year. And we became a public company um, about five quarters ago now. So I've you know, fulfilled at least this portion of my goal. So 
impressive. And I think what everyone is would, would love some perspective on right now is, I mean, your company has been a rocket ship. Uh, there is no one that does not know the name of Zoom, I mean, globally, right? And so I'd love to know, uh, what's what's it been like from the inside? Can you share with us what, that, what that's been like for you? Sure. So we were obviously used to the technology. So when we started working in the dispersed manner, we didn't have to deal with that, which was, was great. But we've had tremendous growth. And so we weren't a, we, you know, our, it's been to the sheer will, I'd say, and commitment of our Zoom employees that they were able to rise to the occasion and meet these demands of our existing as well as our new customers. And that part has been super exciting and amazing. But of course, balanced with the challenges that everyone is dealing with in this pandemic of balancing the demands of their life and having, you know, children at home trying to manage homeschooling as well as sharing a workspace with, with a spouse potentially or a partner. And so we've really tried as an organization to be thoughtful about that. We've been talking a lot recently about boundaries and helping ensure that just because it's seven o'clock at night, you might not be going out to dinner with your family doesn't mean you should necessarily be on, on a Zoom meeting. And watching, you know, I'm sure we're all experiencing this, this stretch of our days and kind of work bleeds into home because it, it is one in the same right now, but trying to be very thoughtful as a leadership team to ensure that we're going to be in this you know, situation for the foreseeable future. And so how do we ensure that our employees are feeling supported and, and taken care of while, of course, keeping the needs of our customers front and center and meeting those demands as well? And my husband calls, says that every day is Blur's Day now because there's no division between the weekend and the weekday and what day is it. So all of that change that you're managing, I mean, obviously you are, you have certain things that you must be telling your team right now. Can you share some of those pieces of advice that you're giving them? Yeah. One of the big things we're talking about, or I talk about with my team all the time right now is we can only control our own execution. Let, let's focus on that. Let's focus on what we control and that's it. We cannot control our stock price. We cannot control this pandemic. We cannot control the press. We can control how we show up every day and deliver results to our internal business partner, partners, our external customers, and our investors. And that's, that's what I'm encouraging our team to do every single day. And then of course, as a leadership team to ensure that we're taking care of our employees as well. And that's hard to remember sometimes that we can't control everything, but I think this pandemic unfortunately has been a really great reminder of that. And so let's just focus on the things that we can control. I think that's fair. And, and you know, I think with great crisis comes great opportunity, right? And I think for those of us that are in leadership roles, I think what we may have thought um, was a leadership function or a leadership, um, you know, role before COVID has, has really changed. And I think it's, it's allowed ourselves to redefine and stretch in new ways. I would love to hear you talk a little bit about how your ideas about leadership have changed. So I, I completely agree with you. Over time, my view of leadership changed, certainly from being a micromanager in terms of like making sure everything's right to helping my team really understand the bigger themes and maybe using an example of something that could have been done differently and helping them see why. What's, what's the why behind it? What's the story? What are we trying to accomplish? Why does this matter? And now, especially in this time, 
my view of leadership has changed a lot to just checking in with my team. I do regular skip levels. And the first part of that conversation is really just about how are you? How is it going in your life? What can we be doing to support you? And making sure that they know that we Zoom leadership, we really care a lot about them and first and foremost want to make sure they're supported. And then, okay, now how's your workload? How can we support you there? And then what do you want to accomplish? Because I still want them to feel, I don't want everybody to feel like we're on hold during this period of time. People's careers, they need to keep developing, they need to keep learning. And so how are we providing them opportunities to do that even though we're working in this unprecedented fashion, making sure that they're still continuing to grow and develop. And so all of my meetings have taken on these kind of key things, which first, you know, the most important aspect of it might just be checking in with the, my team members every day or every period. How are you doing? How, how is everything going with you? That's so fantastic. I do think that we are trying to be much more compassionate and empathic now. And I hope that that is something that stays with us. Since you don't have those hallway meetings anymore, you don't have the, the random elevator check-in, now you really have to work hard to make sure that happens. I want to just go backwards a little bit and ask you about early in your career or what you wish you had known earlier in your career. Some of the things that you're talking about now are such good advice. Would you have liked to have had somebody tell you that when you were 35? Yeah, I think what I wish I had known early in my career, honestly, is how amazing and how fun it all is. Like looking back, as I was thinking about this, I don't remember the stress that I'm sure I was feeling in the moment. I remember the amazing experiences that I've had, the people that I've had the opportunity to spend time with, and really the good parts. And I'm not sure that I appreciated it while I was in that moment. And looking back, I, I have a feeling at the time it was really overshadowed. The experiences I was having was overshadowed by the demands of the job or the stress. And really now I try to just let, take that all in. I think a perfect example of that, that I really tried to embody was going through the IPO process, for example. Like I knew this was going to be a once in a lifetime experience for me and trying to really live in it and appreciate every moment of it. And the most common question I got during that period of time was, aren't you tired? Aren't you exhausted? And I thought it was so funny because my reactions, I was like, no, like this is amazing. This is an amazing time for, for Zoom, for our employees, for me, and like really trying to appreciate that, include the, the joy of it and, you know, share that with our employees was a big part of what I did as well. And I wish I had done that through my whole life. I'm able to appreciate that now. I don't think I appreciated that when I was 25. You know, it sounds like you've had so many um, iterations, if you will, uh, on your path, on your journey from a career perspective. And there's a lot of women out there that think, how much do I risk? Do I take this pivot? If so, what does that look like? What would you say the biggest pivot was or, or has been that you've made, either professionally or personally? Well, this is really interesting because when I was thinking about this, I think it's happening right now for me. So... I have had a really incredible last kind of 15 months in my life from the high of the IPO to um, the challenge of the death of my mother, death of my mother, as well as a divorce. And so it's really amazing, right, to look at the contrast of those, of those experiences and what it has really created. And then marry that with COVID and the experience that we're in right now. 
this has created an opportunity for me to really think about what do I want my life to be and to really create that for myself. And I am so grateful to be at Zoom and to have this amazing career. I mean, I have the best job in the world, I feel like right now. And couple it with the opportunity, I, I decided to change my life for a period of time. And I packed up my place in San Jose and I'm now in Southern California with my sister and her family. It's been amazing. I don't have children of my own. So having the opportunity to spend time with my seven and nine year old niece like this has been a tremendous opportunity that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And so, and yeah, that was, that was scary. Like everything that I knew kind of changed with over a matter of months. And yet it's, it's incredible. As I mentioned, we're having the opportunity to rent a house near the beach for a period of time. And just having this time with family um, is, is an experience that I would never have had otherwise, and I will never forget, for sure. How wonderful. I love seizing this moment in all kinds of ways is such great advice for everyone. And that actually leads to my next question. You've been addressing this during our conversation, but is there a piece of advice that somebody gave you that you go back to again and again? So a period, probably the best advice someone ever gave me, which I didn't really understand how broadly this could be applied at the time was if you can't be replaced, you can't be promoted. And when I thought about that, and as I think about that now, I probably like many of us like to be the go-to person, right? I like to have all the answers. I like to be able to support my business partners. But what I realized, and I think that saying cemented it for me, is like, if you aren't helping your team, if you aren't hiring a great team, building a lot of bench and enabling them to serve your customers or to have all those answers and sharing all of that knowledge with them, then you're forever stuck because you can't move on from where you are. And that to me, we, we all want to cling to what we know. And it's it, what it really told, helped me realize is you've got to empower everybody else because we all need to continue developing and growing. And the only way we do that is if we share the knowledge that we have, that we enable and empower others to, to do what we can do as well, and then we continue to develop in, in different aspects of our lives. That is so eloquently put and so, so smart for so many women who want to want to continue to grow and develop their careers, you got to let go <laughs> and create space for something new, right? So I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and and so tell us a little bit about what's exciting to you right now. What are, what are some of the things that are really inspiring to you currently? Yeah, I will say probably because of where I am. Well, first of all, education has always been really important to me. My education is what has allowed me to do all the things that I've accomplished in my life. And my nieces are really inspiring me to think about how do I ensure that everyone that, that's in kind of my sphere of influence gets the education that they want, that they desire. And really thinking about watching them, how they're developing and watching my friends' children as well and encouraging them, supporting them, doing whatever I can. Um, recently, 
brought some Zoom technology into my niece's school, bought them D10 device. So, you know, not only helping ensure they're getting educated, but also ensuring that they have the best technology to support them in doing that. And I think that's really exciting. When I think about what they're going to see in their lifetimes ahead, I think it's just, it's amazing. That's fantastic. And you, you've climbed so many mountains thus far that are so impressive. How do you keep challenging yourself? Yeah. What's your next mountain to climb? What does that look like for you, Kelly? <laughs> well, I think on the personal side, my goal, as you mentioned, I've been to 60 countries and my goal is to get to 100. So before uh, COVID, our family every year took a big trip and the goal was really to at least go to one new country every year. You know, we've obviously taken a little pause on that right now, but I'm excited about get back, getting back to that when it's safe to do so. And then professionally, as I said before, I have the best job in the world, but I will say I really enjoyed being a CEO more than I probably expected as that hadn't been a career goal that I had set for myself. And so I think thinking about if it ever makes sense for me to step back into a role like that, um, it, you know, it might, that might be a goal that I want to come back to at some point. Fabulous. So you've already talked a little bit about what you would say to your younger self, I think. What would you say to a young woman who's starting out and who's looking at you and thinking, oh, someday I want to be just like her? What would you say? I would say, say yes to opportunities. When things come along, even if they feel like it's a stretch for you, say yes. I have a great example of this when I was at Zeus, where I was, one day I was talking to um, the CEO and he was talking about the customer success team and having some challenges with them. And I was like, well, you know, what are you trying to get them to accomplish? How are you measuring them? How are you thinking about that? And I'll never forget because he turned to me and he said, do you want to manage them? And my first thought was, I don't know how to manage that team. But then I was like, wait a minute, neither does he. That's why he's asking me these questions. <laughs> and so I was like, yes, of course I will take the team. And, you know, I figured it out and I learned a lot. And I think that that's the challenge, right? Of feeling confident to say yes, even when you don't know everything about the opportunity ahead and it might seem scary, but like, I'm always, I always look at the other side, like what's the worst that's going to happen? Like what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, there was, there's no downside. Okay. I'm going to learn. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to work hard. Okay. That's great. I get to learn something awesome out of it. And I think, especially as females, sometimes we're not, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we do know and how we can take the skills that we have and apply them to these new situations. Given my finance background, you can often you know, take metrics to manage lots of situations, lots of teams. Um, it may not be all that you need, but that's what I've relied on is my area of expertise to take me into new experiences and allow me to, to use that, use what I know to, to manage a new situation. And then of course, ask lots of questions along the way. That's fabulous. I used to say when a job gave me butterflies, I knew that was the one for me because that fear is actually a little bit of energy that I want that in my career. I want to feel challenged. And the worst thing is to feel like, oh, I really don't yeah. want to do this. <laughs> no, it's exactly right. Like I, I really like to do water activities and I'm learning how to paddleboard right now. And my family was making fun of me for falling. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not falling. You're not learning. 
And so like, it's the exact same idea, right? You got to keep stretching and keep trying. Absolutely. It's great advice and, and so wise. And you have such a great attitude about it, which sort of leads into my question. My great grandmother used to have a saying, so forgive me in advance, a little crass, but she used to have a saying, poop makes great fertilizer. And with that, uh, I would love to know, what's an example of something that's grown from your garden <laughs> that at the time may have not felt very rosy, but, uh, you know, that you were able to transform? Yeah, I, I think that an example of that is when I was at WebEx, you know, as I said earlier, I had gone there with the hope of becoming the CFO and the acquisition by Cisco was, was a surprise. And yet it turned out to be an amazing experience for me. I learned so much having the opportunity to not only stay within the WebEx division for a period of time, but then also to transition into the consumer segment. I met some amazing people. In fact, two people that are my board members at, at Zoom today, Jonathan Chadwick and Dan Scheiman, who have been amazing supporters. And I got the opportunity to work uh, for Jonathan and to partner with Dan at Cisco. And so it really was an opportunity that I never would have had otherwise. And I really am grateful for that experience. I learned a lot during that time. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. I have one more question. Can I ask one more question? I think we still have a couple of minutes, don't we, Nicole? Yes, we do. I'm wondering, you have such an amazing overview of what's going on in the world through Zoom and through your career. Do you have any predictions for the next year? What are you, what are you thinking is going to be our, when, if we talk next year at this time, what do you think will be different? What I think will be different a year from now is that this experience of working from anywhere that we're still all kind of adjusting to or trying to figure out is really going to be our life. That we're going to really not question any longer the ability to be with your family or have an experience or move somewhere for a period of time and still be completely productive and efficient and effective at your job. Because the, the world is changing in such a way, we're all learning very quickly how to do this well. And I think it's going to be part of our world, not just because it's keeping us safe, but because it works and it makes our lives so much potential, potentially so much more fulfilling. It gives you the opportunity to balance maybe breakfast with your children or a swim at lunch with, with the daily demands of your job. And I'm really excited about that because I think it opens up the world to us in a different way than we've ever really thought about it. And I think as we talk to our customers, as we talk about it internally, you know, organizations are at different stages of thinking about this, but I, I think that's what's coming. That's, that would be my prediction. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. And is there anything that, you think we should have asked sort of advice or um, any thoughts that you have um, that you'd like to share with our listeners? I think maybe my last bit of advice for anyone would be trust your instincts. You know, when I think about decisions that I've made, when I didn't trust my instincts and I had that kind of feeling in my stomach that it might not quite be right, typically it didn't turn out to be right. So Listen to that. Listen to that voice inside. Go with your instincts. Don't question yourself. And again, you probably know more than you think you do. 
Fantastic. Very good. Great conversation. I'm so thrilled that you were here as one of our very, we, we are, you're our very first guest on the podcast. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such great wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing and your perspective. Just so, so valuable. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for joining us today. I'm Peggy Northrup, CEO of Watermark, and along with my co-host, Nicole Ward-Parr, I invite you to check out all of our upcoming programs at wearewatermark.org. With best-in-class leadership training and inspirational fireside chats with awesome coaches, entrepreneurs, and women business leaders every single week, we're dedicated to helping you become the leader you're meant to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.